0: a hobbyist woodworker i've only Mm. been working working with wood for about the past four
1: years um oh man i I really suck okay go ahead
2: (laughs) haven't you been building that same rocker for the last four years probably
1: Uh, yeah On the 347th episode of the MWA podcast, Sean, Mark, and myself talk with Neil Brown, outstanding woodworker and also a firefighter. And in news, South Bend Tools has a new
3: 16-inch bandsaw. Fine Woodworking has a post about steel screws before brass screws. Handworks has been rescheduled again. And don't forget about the Texas Woodworking Festival this
2: September. And when we get into the shop, we find out that I've been dodging tornadoes Sean beat his personal best in a marathon, but then had his dreams of building cabinets for his bathroom remodel crushed by spring chores. And Kyle gets distracted from chair making yet again by a tenon cutting fixture for the lathe.
1: And all this and more on this episode of the MWA podcast. So welcome to the show, Neil.
0: Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast for a long time, so pretty excited and uh, I'm pretty honored that you reached out, so appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Thanks oh, for coming for on! Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're an uh, international guest since you're up there in <laughs> <Ah-ha>. <laughs> Now, whereabouts in Canada are you from? Uh, I live in Calgary, Alberta. Okay, so Western that's like Canada. a suburb of Toronto, right? <laughs> yeah,
3: just
1: a hop, <laughs> skip, and a jump. Yeah.
3: <laughs> hop, skip, and a what? Ten-hour drive or more? Yeah, well, more than <laughs> yeah. that, probably five more days. Than that. <laughs> yeah. 3 <laughs> plane ride. <laughs> yeah.
1: So well, before we get into uh, talking more with Neil, and uh, he has he has some fantastic uh, skills, I'll put it that way. But before we get to him, let's uh, talk about what's happening in the woodworking news. So um, first off, I think a few months back we mentioned that there was a new uh, woodworking. Um, machinery company called South Bend Tools. And I think they're well known in the machinist area, but they were getting into woodworking machines because I think their new president or vice president uh, was a former VP of Grizzly and all of that. And they were supposed to be coming out with some new tools. And I saw an article about a new bandsaw that they had. And it's a 16-inch bandsaw, and it's $2,845, has all the has some nice bells and whistles, but uh, then I wanted to compare that to, um, you know, what Grizzly has to offer since this guy came from Grizzly, and I actually saw that bandsaw there, so I went back to South Bend Tools and realized that they had more machines. And I started comparing back and forth, and the machines that South Bend had, so did Grizzly. So I'm not sure if this is just another rebranding of some more Grizzly tools like ShopFox is. So who's well, who, I guess who's the bigger brand? Grizzly would have to be the bigger brand.
3: I would think. So this but is. I think the, South
1: Bend's been around for like 90 years or something like that.
3: Right. But, so I, yeah.
1: I you know I, I I worked at Sears long ago, mm-hmm. and you,
3: the Craftsman brand is known. And then they had a different brand for their electronics, and they had a different brand for this. But it was all rebranded. If you got a yeah, I can't remember the the brand washer dryer, it was made by Whirlpool or Maytech. Mm-hmm and just the Sears brand was slapped yeah. on it. So, yeah, now,
1: one that thing, happens, right? Yeah, and it may be just a cross-promotional thing, because one thing I thought was interesting is when you're on the Grizzly website and you see their tools, they're still branded South Bend. They're not branded Grizzly.
2: Oh, well, Grizzly's been selling the South Bend machinist tools uh, for a long time. I've, I mean, we have a Grizzly here okay. in the Springfield area, so— Oh yeah, um, you might be yeah, way I mean, more I, familiar I've, with what's going on. Yeah. I've seen the South Bend stuff in there, but not knowing really anything about machinist tools, I don't know if they're any good. I mean they look they look beefy. Um mm-hmm. they've got a lot of metal lathes and stuff, and I don't know if they're capitalizing on the name or if they're um you know, just trying to, you know, branch out, you know, because I don't, maybe a machinist tool occasionally wants to buy a woodworking tool, or a machinist yeah. wants to buy a woodworking tool, so
1: I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know either, but I just thought I'd throw that out there for those that might be interested in some tools. Um, you can go to Grizzly's website or South Bend's website and take a look at them. Um, like I said, I haven't seen any reviews of them, but uh, you know, from the looks of them and the videos they have, they seem to be fairly heavy-duty and uh, fairly capable and uh, they're priced about what you would expect for you know something of a good build quality to be so
2: hmm.
1: anyway but i Yeah and they they're, they're just
2: slightly slightly different in specification from the grizzly ones
1: mhm yeah
2: grizzly doesn't sell a 16 inch they've got no, 17s they a, and yeah, I noticed that. 14s and right so maybe they're just trying to create a new segment of the market
3: yeah just bridge mm-hmm. that that gap between
1: you know the smaller the bigger and call yeah. it call it by a different name you know, good marketing could be i don't know but uh anyway but you know they're starting to come out with some new tools they had some table saws some sanders uh you know the belt type sanders and all kinds of stuff so um you know at least it's another option out there in the marketplace um whether it's driven by grizzly or driven by south bend but at least uh you know it's always it's always uh good to see some uh you know new manufacturer so to speak out there yeah. mm-hmm. competition is always great
3: I and mean, does that compare to other makers that any, anyone in that 16 inch range? I mean, there's not a
1: lot of. Um, so
3: 14 is the more common. Of yeah, 14 is the, 14's like, the mo- getting into the, yeah. side, 17, right?
1: yeah. the 14, yeah, the 17, system. and on up from there. And then there are some of those weird 15 inch. I think Powermatic makes a 15 inch, and some other people do too, that's kind of trying to bridge that gap between the 14 inch and the. 16 or 17 inch. So. Yeah,
3: I mean, is this yeah. is this like a new car thing? These are all real common dual ball bearing blade guides, foot you yeah. know, foot operated brake, quick change blade release. I mean, these are all
1: yeah, industry
3: standard. A, this is what you're going to get in a modern yeah, machine
1: yeah, cars,
3: yeah. Right? yeah. So, exactly.
1: Hmm. You know, but a smaller a,
3: footprint. I mean, I mean that might that might fit the bill for somebody that said 14 is not big enough, 17 is a little too, too big. Too big. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, you know, split hairs and call it good.
1: Exactly. So. Who knows? Well, next, um, I wanted to uh, talk about a uh, fine woodworking uh, blog post that I saw, and it's about uh, steel screws before brass. And we were having some comments before the show, and I think uh, uh, Neil, you you uh, um, you use that format uh, or that technique yeah, should i say about uh, using a steel screw before you use the brass screws when you're absolutely. doing hinges and stuff yeah
0: yeah i always use a pilot hole always use a steel screw and i use a little bit of wax because i've had brass screws because they're soft i've had them break or malform mm-hmm. and it's just been good practice for me and success rate is a hundred percent uh in the article i know it says that the thread count doesn't always match up but i haven't seen too, that being too much of an issue as of yet but mm-hmm. who knows
1: yeah, this was, um, I guess someone had had uh, written in and uh, Mike Korsak, if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, had a reply to it. And yeah, that's what kind of astounded me. He was saying that even when you get the packet from one of the manufacturers where it has a brass screws and it has that one steel screw, um, he was saying that um, the thread pitch in the steel screw did not exactly match the brass screw. So if you use the steel screw... And then when you put the brass screw in there, you're actually cutting a second set of threads, which means you got two threads cut in there, which makes for a weaker, um, uh, weaker fasting. So I thought that was kind of, you know, I never even thought about trying to compare the uh, the thread pitches. I just figured they were the same. Yeah, I <laughs> think right. I've never think thought about They look
0: pretty similar.
1: Yeah.
2: Like,
0: it, almost exactly, but maybe not exactly. I don't know.
2: I guess yeah. that's what, like, I usually buy screws at Ace, <laughs> and uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the reason, I mean, I don't use a lot of brass, but yeah. the reason I never use a steel screw is because I figured, well, at Ace, they're not going to match. You know, they probably uh-huh. did not come from the same place, but, um, yeah, maybe it's worth going in and, you know, comparing one and seeing. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah I definitely. mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, if to do the test, you, you've got a YouTube channel do this know, <laughs> do drill you know drill the pilot put a steel screw in uh and do two of them and then in follow the other one with a brass screw and then cut it right down the middle of it and look at it, and see if there's a double pitch you know or you get a split you know a split you know wedge going down there you know and that that'd be very interesting i don't know Absolutely. that in many like if you're talking about brass hardware for like a box hinge i don't know that you're you're going to do that much damage, you know, or it's going to need that kind of massive, massive strength. It all depends on application, obviously, but yeah. you know, if it's meant to bite, it will bite wood no matter, yeah. you know, if there's some, it's better than none. And if it's mm-hmm. loose, a little CA glue, when you screw it in, and it'll be good for life. You yeah. know, that, there's all sorts of tricks, you know, toothpicks and loose strip joints, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but um, you know, it, that's a, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, I mean, how often, I mean, I, I, you know, I put a, a brass screw, a longer, like a number th- or a three inch, but, you know, screw in a hinge of a door to keep it from sagging. If I'm putting up a solid core door, um, I've had a problem snapping, which is this would have been great, I've never thought about putting a steel screw in first. Cause yes, that obviously would help let it enter and wax too. You know, that would be a, a mm-hmm. great thing. I probably should try. Um, but the, um, you know, that's a that's a totally different case and it's a much thicker screw than you would put on a little quarter inch hinge on a,
1: on a jewelry it. box.
3: You know, so there's there's yeah. a kind of a wide variety here of how important might it be, you know, you know there here and there.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think Absolutely. a lot of yeah, a lot of cases though, um, where we're using these brass screws, it's usually on fairly delicate stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm not like like you said, um, Sean, I'm not sure you're you're really gonna see much of a Load on those yeah, brass screws. Yeah, you're not. I mean,
3: yeah. and you're <laughs> put, it's so it's a delicate thing. You're gonna hand tighten the screw anyway. You know, like mm-hmm. usually with brass, it is fine fine detail, and and you're 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 sneaking up on it. You know, yeah. unless
2: unless you're doing boats. You know. Oh yeah, but, then, but then if then you think what's... about even like a like a, a gunnel on a canoe, you're putting a screw every eight inches. Um, you know, it's there's a lot of purchase there, a lot of mm-hmm. strength. Yeah. Even yeah. if you know, you have a double threaded
3: To be uh, honest, Mark, I don't often think about boats.
2: But I well, yeah. <laughs> I think about them too much for somebody who uh, doesn't build them. <laughs> right? You
3: should just have
1: trailers on your
3: mind right now, right? Like that's, trailers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah well, no. well when I think about boats, I think about stainless. <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but brass is
1: the other right yeah brass way. is the other
2: bronze yeah. and brass so maybe bronze it's bronze brass, yeah. but i i always think of bronze yeah. as being about the same strength as brass but i don't know a lot about it
1: i think it might be a little stronger but I, I'm it's not, an alloy right um, yeah bronze and, uh, yeah brass but i'm not i mean those they bronze are. uh lee Nielsen planes are fairly substantial they are yeah well so is lead but it's not very strong <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Metallurgy
3: 101. Yeah. I'm sure
1: we'll we'll get a comment from someone so uh Let's yeah. hope so. We need to Let's those hope comments. so, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I thought it was kind of interesting interesting post because it's like, yeah, I've used that technique every time I've used brass screws and never thought about it. So,
3: yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so if you if you're unfamiliar, look up Fine Woodworking's article on steel screw before yep. brass.
1: Yep, that's the name okay. of the article. And it is on their – it's before their paywall. So um, if you don't subscribe to Fine Woodworking and their electronic um, – what is what do they call that program? The Ultimate or something?
0: Unlimited, I think.
1: Unlimited, yeah. yeah. I know it started with you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, they're unlimited. So you don't have to be a, a subscriber. It's on their it's, – it's just on their blogs. Um, if you go on their website to more and then blog – uh, you should be able to see the article, but yeah, you know, thought it was kind of interesting. It is. So, um, I guess I got. I don't know if it's bad news. It's just, uh, um, well, it's not bad news, but it's kind of eh, melancholy. I mean, we all news. just
2: kind of. It's. We just know this is going to happen.
1: We just right. know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... But Handworks has been rescheduled now um, for September second and third of 2022. So that's a year and a half away basically.
3: Yeah, I mean same same Labor Day weekend just not this year. Yeah. Right? I mean that's that's essentially what they're doing, probably mm-hmm. a safe bet for we don't know what the next few months lead. I mean yep. how, if the Olympics are thinking, you know, <laughs> you know handworks definitely should think too. You know, it mm. these these kind of things where you're talking about groups of people, not everyone's comfortable doing it understandably.
2: Yep. So. and it's a challenge we got a lot of people from overseas at handwork so yeah um, it's a, it's you know especially challenging for them to travel uh, you mm. never know what will change it's hard to buy a ticket and expect to be able to use it yeah yep. right um, about that i lost that was <laughs> i
3: mean that was my my spring break last year was plane ticket refund you know issue because everything was crapped out you know and then it just didn't go this year but yeah you're absolutely right if you can travel who knows You know, I don't know what borders are open or closed right now.
1: But it does look like they've already locked Roy Underhill in, so that's good. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Always fun. Hello, high water. We got Roy.
1: Good. Exactly. So anyway, so hope to see everybody then on September 2nd and 3rd of 2022 there at the Handworks. I've actually never been, so… As soon as I decided, hey, I'm going to go this year, (laughs) they canceled it. It's your
3: fault. Damn you. Could
1: be. Could be. (laughs) But uh, speaking of a show I have been at before, um, the Texas Woodworking Festival is now the, I guess, only upcoming show um, that I know about anyway. And uh, that's going to be September 4th. 2021, so it's still going to be the Labor Day weekend, but um, in 2021 in Austin, Texas. I think we've highlighted this before, but just wanted to re highlight that hey, they're in business um, on uh, September 4th, and uh, you can buy your ticket. I think um, it's kind of a um, pay what you can program on their tickets, but I think they recommend a $30 ticket. You know, if you're interested in that, uh, please check it out. I think I know a few folks. They're coming down from all over the country for this show. So it should be a fun one. So I bought my ticket and I've got my hotel reservation. So hopefully uh-huh. I'm good to go.
3: Pretty awesome. That's, yeah. We had to get Austin on and talk talk details when he's ready to talk more.
1: Yeah, I reached out to him. He's still finalizing some things. But he says as soon as he's got everything finalized, he'll come on. So let's move on to our Patreon shout out.
2: Well, we want to, uh, as always, want to say thank you to our Patreon supporters. Uh, today, we're giving a big shout out to Katie Thompson. If uh, if you would like to support the MWA podcast like Katie does, go to Patreon.com/slash MWA podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks, Katie. Uh, both of them have uh, both Katie and her husband have been on the show, and uh, um, it's always great to to see them. And uh, they do some good work there, and uh, where are they? They're out of, um, uh, South Carolina, um, Charleston. Yes. So great to All see them
3: together to me. Yeah, and,
1: and Katie runs the, um, well, I don't know she runs it, but she's, I guess the face of the, uh, uh, women's woodworking, uh, movement. I think mm. they do some, uh, live shows, I think Wednesday while we record our show. So that's. Upsetting sometimes, but I think it's recorded. You can go back and listen to them, but we do have the live show. I think it's almost every Wednesday. I always see it on Instagram after we uh, record. So Let's move on to what's in the shop. So, Mark, what are you working on? Well,
2: I just uh, this week recorded the very last video for the workbench class at home and got it posted. And uh, I spent the day-to-day uh, dodging tornadoes and wrangling a solar water heating system. Okay. hmm I let's, saw your post. Let's,
3: let's parse this apart. Okay, so <laughs> tor- tornadoes, is it
2: tornado season? Uh, yes, it is. It's the spring. It's always tornadoes. Um, season. Well, that's well, <laughs> true. It, fall and, anytime the temperature is changing, which is yeah. all the time in the Midwest, um, you can have tornadoes. But yeah, we uh, had a bunch of storms roll up through Texas, Arkansas, and Oklahoma. And uh, right when they got to, well, they may have been doing this before they got to us, but we, we got a tornado warning. So, it we were only in the shelter for about 30 minutes and we we've got the drill down. We we do this more often than we like, but uh we're happy yep. to have that thing.
3: It uh, it's so. evidence enough if if you don't know that Mark lives in a tornado area that he has a tornado shelter. I personally don't have one of my own because I don't <laughs> live in those areas. Oh, you will uh, before
2: long, unique. you know, the climate's changing. So, yeah. sure. sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know? we yeah, I used to live up in there, and we always called it Tornado Alley. So. Yep. Yep.
2: yep.
3: Heard that term many times. Well, when and we. So now,
2: go uh, ahead. Go
3: ahead. No, 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 please.
2: Well, we, we when we sold my house to move down here, uh, we made just enough money off the sale to buy a tornado shelter. That was the <laughs> that was the amount of equity I had in my house. So <laughs> uh, that was the first thing we did was buy a sh- order a shelter. It took nine months to get it, but. Wow. Um, yeah.
3: And is it is it a, a shipping container in the ground kind of shelter? Like it's a
2: it's a big concrete box with a vent and a door and a window, and it's it's halfway buried and halfway covered in dirt, you know, like a mound. Okay. Uh, so it's 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 big. We can you know we could there's enough room in there for us and some students. Um, mm-hmm. We oh. actually had a tornado come through the the neighborhood uh, while I had a student in town, and we just didn't think to tell him like if you need to come back, come back. Uh, he was at his, uh, he was at his Airbnb, but um, everything turned out fine. He was, he was okay. But now that's part of the orientation. Now during the spring is like, if there's tornado warnings and you feel like you want to be near a shelter, come on back to our place and we'll host you for the night. So. Wow. Yeah. That's
3: crazy. And now onto your wrangling what was it? Water. Uh, we've water? got a
2: solar a solar water heating system that I've been working on for like a year. I think this is like is like DiAmi's treehouse or and, something and like it, that.
3: And it became a bucking bronco. Like what are we ranking?
2: <laughs> <here>? <laughs> it's it, I, today I was trying to uh, test for leaks in the in the coolant in the well the the uh, antifreeze that that goes in there to the heat exchanging fluid. Um, okay. And so that's always fun, especially when I don't do a ton of plumbing. So there were leaks everywhere, that uh, lots of bubbles in the soapy solution uh-huh. that I had to tighten up and reapply um, Teflon tape, things like that. So um, that's always fun. Uh, when I get out of my element like that, it's I get tired fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm ready to do something else. So
3: I, I, I've done almost every utility in a home, actually probably every utility in a home, but yeah, every time I go back to the ones that I'm not really, really good at, it's, it's totally fucker up and check and check and check and just hope. Yeah. yeah. The,
2: well, the, so it's, an, there's a new water heater involved in this and that part was easy. It's, it's, you know, it's PEX, you just mm-hmm. tighten, tighten the clips and off you, you can still rotate them after you've got them on there. And, but, uh, this stuff is all, it's all metal pipe and, and, mm-hmm. um, and corrugated tubing and yeah, it's, it's um I'll be glad when it's done. It's been in process for way too long. So crazy. Hmm.
1: So, so is, what, are you going to be using this to supplement your existing water heater or in place of,
2: it will take the place of our water heater. The old water heater is, is at the end of its life expectancy. yeah uh, And it's an electric What We're all electric. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah. uh, this one because it was so much bigger, uh, we actually had to install it in the garage um, mm. and which made the which made the rest of the installation a little bit easier. there's a little less distance between the solar array, which is a bunch of vacuum sealed tubes uh, and the the water heater for the heat exchange. so uh, it's a it's an interesting system. it's um it, it's it doesn't it doesn't have any well, you can put these things on your roof, but there's no like black mesh like you would see in the old systems it's a, there's a manifold and you plug a bunch of vacuum tubes that collect heat and it heats the manifold and the water goes the the uh, glycol goes through the manif- manifold and circulates through a heat exchanger in a regular hot water heater mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's a there's a regular electric element for backup so if you you know if you need more heat than you can get out of the sun you can still get hot water so it should Hot water is very low hanging fruit, uh, when it comes to energy usage. So it should make a pretty big difference. hmm
1: Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So so um so where do you so do you have something mounted on the roof to collect the solar heat or is it outside oh, we have or it, what?
2: We have it on a south facing wall. Oh, okay. And it's it's probably six feet wide and five feet tall. There's twenty or forty tubes that go in it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't, that, that's the very last thing you do and you have to do it in the dark because, um, the tubes get searingly hot instantly when they get in sunlight. So, wow. uh, it's pretty gnarly. I am kind of interested to see what that's like when
1: we get it up and running. Yeah. I'd be interested. Yeah. I got a water heater that's at the end of its life, probably next year. Or so I've been yeah, looking we, at options, but I don't know. I can,
2: I can do diesel is the name of the company, but, um, uh, the, it's it's a you know it's a bit of work to install, but mm-hmm. if you're comfortable climbing around your attic and drilling holes in your ceilings and uh, running a few wires, it's that's pretty much it. Okay. And you also yeah. have to be you know ready to test for leaks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost missed that part. They're like, you should pressure test this before you uh, put you know a bunch of coolant in there. Good idea. That's what That was today's job. I think we've got it under pressure now. We'll see if there's still 30 pounds in the morning. And if there is, yeah. then I'm ready to go to the next to flush flush it out with water. So.
3: Oh, good. So it operates at pretty low pressure, too. So it's not like you're not yeah. testing something that's holding that yeah. 100 plus PSI.
2: Yeah, I think the, the max pressure is 30 pounds. There, there's an expansion tank because um, the glycol can get up to like 400 degrees. Uh, it'll actually vaporize at some point. So there's an expansion tank for that. Cool. And, um, if you, if you get a lot of heat, you can, and you find that it's, you know, always super hot, you can, um, you can get a a heat exchanger to dump the heat out of it. So I'm thinking about a smaller one to heat the shop in the wintertime and, uh, and then just put some doors that fold over the tubes in the summer, uh, to keep them out of the sun Mm -hmm. so they don't charge. But, uh, I don't know that we'll have to see how this goes first. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm interested to find out. Yeah.
3: So what Sean, ride. what are you working on? Nothing that complicated, man. That <laughs> that whole story makes me tired. That's crazy. Uh, okay, so where are we? Okay, so uh, on Sunday I ran a marathon. So that took out that day. That's um, right. How how did you do? Did you? I did all I did all right. Did you exceed uh, uh, you your goal? Top ten? Hell no. Um, <laughs> I did. I it was my personal best by about 14 minutes. So that's mm, huge. Nice. Wow, that um, is a huge. Chunk of time. Tr- Truly my, my primary goal would be to run the whole thing. And I did not do that. So I still got to, I still got to crack this puzzle and, uh, and see. You still cramped a little bit. Oh, it was, this was the worst I've ever experienced. And it's crazy because I've run, I've run, uh, the Columbus marathon uh, three, four years ago, it was near 80 degrees. And so it Mm -hmm. was like legitimately hot. It stayed in the forties this entire time. So it wasn't heat. But I actually got cramping to the point I've never actually gotten a full-on stop my foot Charlie horse, my calf locked up, and at that time my toes actually curled inside my shoes. So there was something like fluid-wise going Mm -hmm. wrong in my body. Like it wasn't it was muscle and you know. And but um, I ran a really good pace, uh, really happy with an easy pace for me for about 19 miles, and then it started pulling behind. But I still uh, I got in three hours and 41 minutes, so I, that's that's a really big improvement for me. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Because you you said you want to get below four, I believe.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, I my best before was 3:55, so mm-hmm. I I said okay, like let me, you know, I, I thought for sure I had 3:45, and I I hit well below 3:45, which is awesome. Around mile 16, I was doing the math in my head and going, I've got like a 3:30 going here like i've got this and and then it just kind of fell apart so that's fine i mean i'm not terribly upset and i've i've said before i i will never quit i saw people getting carted off carried off Mm. you know and i i don't care if i have to crawl i'll finish (laughs) you know like that's (laughs) that's where i am but uh but yeah i know i feel good and now i mean that was uh, that was Sunday, so three days ago as we record this. And um, I've actually run every day and everything's gotten better. My quads are still a little sore, but not to a point of, you know, mm-hmm. I can walk downstairs freely now. I still feel it, you know, yeah. <laughs> but the first yeah. two days was a little bit of a, I might spill this coffee kind of, <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, like fall down. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that's that's what happened this weekend. But um, I well, did you have a beer when you finished? You know what? OK, so let's talk. Let's talk uh, COVID. That's your thing. It is okay. So normally, normally a big a big race like a marathon has a sponsor that will give you beer, right? This usually happens. It's happened for me, Columbus, Chicago, you know, whatever. Um, COVID not happening. Fine. Okay. Well, we all our friends always have beer, you know, and they actually Mm -hmm. um, when I got a beer, it was because my friend had actually parked their car in the area the night before so to have it after the race like perfect mm-hmm. um but because of covid you know finish lines in the middle of a football field at the university of toledo uh you know no spectators are allowed in there so yeah. uh oh yeah no metal <laughs> there so <laughs> i had to walk and i had to walk through a parking lot and i had to go find my metal I uh, it mm-hmm. was at a trailer i had to show them a little thing on my bib and uh, you know get that and it was handed to me in a bag okay great and then I I did get food, but food was like a packaged lunch thing, which normally it's like pizza and pretzels and and you know Twizzlers and all this other crap. It was a box of like the worst catering vending food, <laughs> you know, a, a,
2: a, a cookie a tuna in a sandwich bag. from a convenience store. <laughs> that, a,
3: it was a it was a <laughs> cookie a triangle it was and... bear turkey yeah. on a hoagie bun oh. with a packet of mustard and a packet of mayonnaise. And it In was probably made a like saddle. a week
1: beforehand. Yeah,
3: to, you know. I mean, it wasn't like that. I ate it, <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't anything to write home about. But it was like, oh, I need sustenance, fine. But I was cold. I walked all the way back to my car, which I parked probably a, a you know, good more than a quarter mile away, Uh, you know, to get sweatpants on and a coat on. And I walked back and met up with my friends. And then it wasn't until I walked back to my car, moved my car to where their car was parked, that I finally got my beer. But yes, I did have a beer. It was about a half hour after I was done, though. (laughs) You know, so totally different. And it's because of this. But it was really good to go out to do a live race again to be in. Like, I was in a massive parking lot with very well spaced out people all masked up. And actually, you had to be vaccinated or test negative to even do this thing. So it was a really kind of controlled situation. And but it was nice to be among 1500 people you know, and, and again, spread out. I didn't see the 1500 people, but there were, there was mingling and there were lines for the bathrooms. I mean, this was like (laughs) kind of normal, uh, but not. And so it was, uh, it was, it was very interesting, but it's good to get back. And it sounds like this is, you know, keep, it'll keep going this way. We're hearing a more and more events kind of popping up. So hopefully, hopefully more in the future, but on the, on the other side, I had previously mentioned we're doing a bathroom renovation. Mm -hmm. Um, I got the second kibosh on building a cabinet. So we're going to buy a cabinet once we find one that, you know, my wife likes. And that's fine. Um, And we've got flooring now, but we haven't, haven't, it's like laminate flooring, but um, I haven't, we're probably going to move into that this weekend, but then add on to that, the fact that my oldest son is graduating in a month. Well, a month and a half from high mm-hmm. school. And now we're looking at the yard going graduation party. Okay. Well now th- we've got Dahlia buds or Dahlia bulbs. Um, and so building for raised gardens, and those aren't done yet. And I've got to get more boards because the ground's terribly out of level. So I need to actually raise them higher than they were already raised. Cause I mean, they're on the ground, but they're like yeah. six, seven inches high. Now they're going to be, uh, nine and a half, well, pretend ten just high, you know, like, uh, you know, it's a little higher. And, um, so that's going on. And then, you know, we got bees coming in about three weeks, so I got to get that ready. It's just like a, a cacophony of, of different little activities all around getting the yard pretty and, and grass growing and, and everything else in order. It's
1: just all fun. Well, well it should be great if you got a big party and a bunch of, uh, you know, <laughs> scared bees, all together so yeah this should be great
3: I actually had the thought of <laughs> what games might we play we've got we've got like three sets of cornhole boards we've got other games and we've got I mean I have a pretty big yard and so hopefully we'll be able to the weather will be favorable enough that we can spread people out um, but I just want to yeah like make sure it's clear of bees in, in their I, it's an fenced in area they, they everyone will obviously know where they are um, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure things don't fly toward them possibly knocking anything because I don't want to deal with a, you know, when I do have X number of people over dealing with a, uh, a mad hive, that would be a very bad thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was just tell everyone to wear white. Yeah. You know <laughs> what? Fine. So no, you know, brown. it's funny. No,
3: brown. no, no. That's so white is, I don't know why suits are white. I mean, they work, but um, I've gone out when our, when our last hive was alive and with a headlight after sunset and those things would go towards my light as a as a light source so in the day maybe it's different than at night but a pure white source of light was like the coolest thing for a couple guards to check out and they were pinging off my face because (laughs) i was wearing just a light on my head and so i'm like yeah you know i don't know i mean it's a myth that they go towards yellow or red or or whatever it's it's fine I was they're, just they're, thinking they're you could,
1: yeah. I was just thinking your beehives could double as cornhole uh, boxes. <laughs> so you know.
3: <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Try to knock the lid off. See what you bang. Um, oh, oh boy!
2: Just give yeah, everybody like it. Uh, sugar cakes and
3: mm-hmm. then
2: throw them at the at the top of the beehive.
3: Yeah, yeah. right. Fondant. Fondant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Be good food. Just open it up and see if you can sink it. Oh boy, that would be not good not yes <laughs> so so that's that's about it a lot of a lot of stuff up in the air getting loads of dirt and mulch and and i got to get a new wheelbarrow really excited about that uh, mm-hmm. my last my last one's basically rusted out so time for a new one we'll see so kyle what are you working on
1: well um i got distracted again um And I'm still working on my seat. I got the bowl done, but I haven't made much progress beyond that because a couple things come up. First one is um, these bows that I've bent. I need to get them fitted to chairs so I can do some demos of my arm bow jig because we're getting close for that. So I saw a tenoning jig that um, George Sawyer uh posted a I don't know a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, using the using a block of wood on his lathe to kind of center the uh, bow and then using one of those Veritas tenon cutters to cut it. So yeah, I'm kind of used. Yeah, so I'm kind of experimenting on that uh with that. So I've actually made a little fixture that will fit into the banjo of my lathe so i can actually raise it up and down for different thicknesses so i want to be able to do not only arm bows but also do be able to do um you know like spindles and stuff like that if i can figure out a good way to do it which i think i have but i haven't got there yet um i just haven't had time to uh, mess with it this week but hopefully i will and um uh, so Anyway, so, uh, I'll, I'll be working on that and I'm still trying, uh, well, hopefully get that darn seat finished so I can actually assemble my chair. Well, we can go into more about how long this has taken me when we talk to Neil uh, <laughs> a little bit later, um, <laughs> since I told him he would lap me and he did. But, uh, I anyway, and was- then and besides that, I've been, uh, I've been cleaning house because, Uh, my wife's been away for a couple of months. I think y'all know what my mother-in-law passed away back in, um, uh, late October, end of October. Um, and so she had to go back overseas to help, uh, with her father who's, he has diabetes and, and he wasn't doing well. So she went over there now he's doing better. So that's all good. And She's got someone that can take care of him going forward. But um, she had to do all the probate of the will, get power of attorney and all that stuff. So she's been gone about two months. So she comes home Friday.
3: Wow! Oh, my gosh.
1: So I've been, you know, OK, while she was gone, I did clean the house, but <laughs> I did it once. <laughs> like yesterday, right? No, no, yeah. no, no. I mean like a month ago.
2: So. Or the
3: opposite. Like yeah, six weeks yeah. ago. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> so so I've spent the past three days doing the deep cleaning because that's all she's been doing is taking care of her dad and cleaning and going through her mom's stuff. So the last thing she wants to do is come home to a dirty house. So right. you know, I did get the dishes that were piled up to the ceiling done. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. The
3: Kyle version of Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout would not take the garbage out. Yeah, okay. you ever read Shell Silverstein? Uh, no, oh, no. Oh, good poem. Good the title poem, good says poem. it all, though.
1: Yeah, it exactly. does. It's
3: a very long, wordy poem, but yes, yeah. it's
1: exactly that. So I was doing that, and I actually – I. I might should mention this on the next show, but I'll go ahead and mention it now since I haven't actually tried it out. But, um, my shop is, you know, under my house, kind of like if you had a basement shop in most places. And so I got stairs coming up, carpeted stairs, and it's always been pain in the butt, making sure, you know, you're not tracking shavings up. So I bought, um, and since I cleaned everything, um, I didn't clean the shop, but I cleaned everything to the shop. Um, I got one of these um, mats that they use for contractors that have the sticky stuff on it. Mm-hmm. You know that you walk on. So I'm putting yeah, it's one like, of a, those. like
3: a, a wide roll of tape, essentially exactly. fly
1: paper for your shoes. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's it's like it's like I don't know, it's like 24 by 36 or something like that or something. Anyway, it's it's I've big. I've seen
3: that stuff run straight up up carpeted stairs, like yeah, it's just the whole path of it.
1: Yeah. So um, they sell these pads, which are, have 30 of those sheets. So once they get dirty, you can just rip one off and mm. there's a new fresh one. So <laughs> I put that out, out in front of uh, my shop uh, door. So we'll see how well that works. So I'll report back. Okay. Yeah. I like so, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, it's kind of expensive. Um, they're like 40, 40, almost 50 bucks. But you get three pads of 30 pads. So I'm thinking it should last a while. Do you I recycle like them when you're done, or? I think they're throwaway once you do. So, you know, you it's got pretty that pretty
3: thin, mill, sticky back plastic. Yeah, it's plastic. Last. Okay.
1: Yeah. So it was paper. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 not good for uh, uh environment type stuff, I guess, unless they can be recycled. I haven't looked into that, but it is um good <laughs> like for your marriage. Be, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not tracking shavings up up. You know. Usually, by the time I got to the top of the stairs, they were off my feet but they're like embedded into the carpet of the stairs but you know <laughs> oh anyway but i'm usually the only one that uses that staircase so it's not that big a deal but still oh so uh with that uh neil what are you working on in your shop uh i'm just finishing up a
0: set of baby gates our our little guys threatened to crawl here so oh any day he's gonna be on the move so i'll rather have those gates in place before that happens
1: so, so you make the gate yourself?
0: Yeah, yes, of course. I, okay. uh, they're just construction lumber, framing panel, MDF panel. Um, takes a lot of work to make construction-grade lumber, not look like construction-grade lumber. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yes, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, my fiance came to me with the picture, so that's what we went with. It's got just like the faux barnwood cross on it. And uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. just getting the, getting the hinges mounted right now. So.
1: So are you going to have any inlay on these? not on
0: these It probably i wonder how they would do in pine they're not Not they're not heirloom baby gates no (laughs) but i want them to last for at least another kid so try to make them sturdy
1: oh well good Mm, good yeah all right well so what are you trying to corral him from getting out to uh
0: oh sorry yes stairs
1: stairs (laughs) yeah
0: yeah getting them We've got some tile on our main floor that goes down a set of tile stairs, and yeah. uh, that would be pretty catastrophic. And then, it's a bad fall. That is a bad fall. And then just yeah. the top and bottom separating the, uh, the main floor from the upstairs. Both the top and bottom have them because it's a big set of stairs. So, yeah, just three gates and, I guess, two sets of stairs.
1: Yeah. Well, for a backup, I'll let you know how these sticky pads work out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, out a bit, eh? I like it.
1: So anyway, yeah, that that is the one thing I have heard is a downside of the sticky pads is bugs get stuck to them. So we'll see how that goes. Like I said, and, I'll report back.
2: And we should <laughs> say as a disclaimer, keep keep your babies away
1: from plastic sticky sheets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a service for the uh, for the parents out there. Yeah, the <laughs> issue for sure. Yes, yes. This advice is for entertainment only. Yeah. <laughs> So well, well Neil, um, let's get into it. So tell us a little bit about your background. Now you're you're up in Canada, Calgary, um, and my understanding is that you're also a firefighter up there, correct? I am, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm a hobbyist woodworker. I've only mm-hmm. been working working with wood for about the past four years. Um, oh but man, I, fire- I
1: really suck. Okay, go oh, ahead.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Haven't you been <laughs> building that same rocker for the last four years?
1: Probably,
2: uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> Okay, it's sh- sh- shameless dig at Diami. Doesn't he have a, Just... a, a, a scraps of of a, a plan of a you know the wood and everything in an attic that he's had for probably six years? You know, doesn't he have a chair or
1: something that he's? not Oh yeah, making? he's going to make one of those Malou style rockers. Yeah. He oh, bought...
3: that's right. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah, all that right.
1: Yeah, the, from the Wood Whisperer reality, That's got to be almost ten years ago now.
3: <laughs> there you go. It's on the yeah. list. It's on the to do list. Yeah. yeah. That's it. It's
1: somewhere out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll, uh, well. So you're a firefighter. So are, is it similar to the U.S. firefighters, where you're like on for a few days and then off for a few days, that kind of thing?
0: Yeah, we do 24-hour shifts right now. And, okay. Uh, oh, 24s. So you're
3: yeah,
1: every other, school. or how do you? Yeah, uh,
0: it's one on, two off, one on, four off. Is our new schedule? Oh. It's just we've actually gone to that since COVID, just because we end up crossing paths with other firefighters less often if we. Mm-hmm. Bump them all together so that's that's a a covid rotation for right now but seems to be pretty popular with the fellas so interesting yeah i've been at that for i've been a structural firefighter for almost 14 years and uh, i was a forestry firefighter on a
1: heli crew for three years before that oh Um, wow wow that's cool cool. now now mark and your wife involved in yeah she's a she's a fire
2: ecologist so she she sets them on purpose (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> with permission reason. she has permission yes yeah, uh, no, yeah. she's out there uh, she works in the prairies so uh they do a lot most of the burning they're doing is to promote native species of plants and animals but uh
3: yeah I, same I, I same I saw a thing about like u.s forestry and how they're not burning and that's a problem yes yeah so the really does help
2: fire ecologists on the coast they burn mostly to prevent wildfire Right. Um, so they're Yeah. They're trying to use up the fuel before a wildfire does it for them. Uh, so, yeah, it's rough stuff. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. But I, but a helicrew. I mean, I know. I mean, it's treacherous what what you're doing, but I've never flown in a helicopter. I mean, that's pretty darn cool. <laughs> it was it was fun. Very unique experience for a few years. Yeah. Uh, I ended up being a crew leader
0: by the time I left because I ended up getting on uh, in Calgary. So uh, I went that route instead. But uh, yeah, very unique Flying a lot of time in helicopters, definitely.
3: Was it the big, you know, going through a lake and picking up a bunch of water and just dumping it in a big, you know, kind of drop?
0: It was, I was, we'd be, we would get out and action the fire from the ground. uh, And then I would coordinate with aircraft on where we needed water on the ground. So they would go, once we set up our pumps and started actioning the fire, uh, they would go find a water source with their bucket, get set up, come back, and then they'd basically ask where do you need water. And same with uh, big aircrafts dropping fire retardant. I would uh-huh. kind of guide them in which which fire line they need to drop it along,
3: which would basically best. Wow, so that's yeah. very important work you're doing. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that that is that is super cool. So so now today you are just fight you know structural type fires. Yes, yeah, yes.
0: I've been a city firefighter for yeah almost 14 years now. So some some wildfires there on the outs- on the outskirts, but mostly mm-hmm. structure fires and car fires. Is that
3: your your retirement plan? You're going to need to just ease in with this less stressful work, or is it not so?
0: <laughs> it's uh, with the woodworking or with the firefighting?
3: No, the firefighting. I mean specifically, uh,
0: yeah. Kind of, yeah. It's the long term career path, but mm. uh, it's similar but different for
3: sure than forestry stuff
1: well so the schedule must give you uh, a interesting time to uh, pursue your hobby of woodworking
0: yes it's uh, it's been good for that it was it was i had more time before our son came along but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah no it's pretty fortunate to have that kind of schedule absolutely
1: yeah well that's pretty good yeah well just wait sean can tell you once what. Around 12 or 13 then you get your time back yeah yeah i yeah. some time.
3: mark too how,
2: how old are yours mark he's seven
3: okay yeah so yeah. you're a little early on it yeah they're it's it's crazy they're they're fun in the beginning they're crazy for a long time but i mean i've got a freshman and senior in high school and the, the seniors driving the freshman around it's actually pretty easy you know i don't <laughs> have to think about it you know what if they come home before i'm there it's fine they're fine, yes. you know, so it gets better, but it takes years to get there. You know, that's why you have kids to do chores for you eventually when they can, you know, and just kind of mm-hmm. keep pushing them that way.
2: <laughs> would you please let the dog in, son?
3: Oh, yes, it's, it's yes. beyond that. It's like, would yeah. you mow the lawn? It looks like crap out there. <laughs> and then they do. It's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. When I was growing up, it was like, will you change the TV channel? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i remember that i got a little totally. bit of that when i was very young
1: yeah <laughs> There was only
2: 12 channels though so it wasn't yeah. too
1: hard you just you know,
2: thunk thunk thunk
1: <laughs> exactly so well so neil so tell us about so you decided to build the galbert rocker so tell us a little bit about um when you decided to take on that project
0: uh actually it was when i started woodworking i mm-hmm had it in my head it was a goal that I set for myself okay. to when I had kids I would build a rocking chair so that was but again four years ago or so and I've just been tinkering around but finally it came up and so I attacked it basically
1: um yes you did yeah yeah <laughs> now, now you you have such a, a fantastic attention to detail um I mean, as, I can't believe you've only been woodworking for four years if you know, you go through, um, all the stuff you posted on Instagram, it's just absolutely exquisite work.
2: Well, wait, um, what, I what hobbies did you have before woodworking?
1: Ah, uh, good point.
2: Uh, a lot of outdoor
0: pursuits, hiking, climbing,
2: uh, not the word. More,
0: music. yeah, further from home stuff, I guess. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, kind of sports, uh, yeah, mostly climbing snowboarding okay. in the well,
2: climbing is kind of intention to detail i'd say it is it yeah
3: is. it's not focus. it's it's Intense not focus. focus but the the fine motor skill dexterity kind of thing it's in there too yeah. but let more about holding on to your for dear life than <laughs> than faring a curve with a spokeshave like there's there's differences there
1: absolutely yep. But uh but yeah, you have some you have a great eye and uh some great skills. And, I really uh, appreciate
0: that. That's that's a huge compliment, thank you.
1: Oh no. I I'm not complimenting, I'm just recognizing the uh <laughs> the work there. <laughs> <laughs> the your this, photography I'm like, is really like, How long good have too. I been woodworking? Damn. <laughs> Boy, he's good. So anyway, but you have made a lot of great stuff. But yeah, but, but before we get into that, a little bit more about the Galbert Rocker. So this is the first quote unquote chair you've built. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I've never built anything. No, everything I've done before has been flat work, basically mm-hmm. cabinets and, and uh, stuff like that. So this was definitely a an undertaking. And, yeah. and I would encourage every woodworker at some point to build a chair because I learned a ton in oh, the process. Yeah.
1: So, well uh, yeah absolutely. i mean it's easy to say that you built the the the, the rocking chair but it you built the chair making tools you needed for the build of the rocker.
0: <laughs> i did yeah <laughs> so i guess it was a longer process than just the past five months it was i guess yeah i set set it out in my head that i wanted to do what i could with with hand tools and yeah. i like hand tool yeah. work working and mm-hmm. so uh i kind of looked at okay what kind of tools do i need to to build a build a chair and specifically a, a windsor chair because I, I should go back and say that earlier on initially when i was thinking about building a rocking chair four years ago i was thinking more of a Malouf style chair mm-hmm. and uh somewhere along the line i started looking i liked the really traditional look of of windsors and then when i saw the galbert rocker it was combination of both with the sculpted Sculpted curves and still had the Windsor joinery and the Windsor look. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I ended up going that route. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I looked up what kind of tools I needed to to build a chair, and uh, the ones I could acquire used, I did. So like draw knife, some spoke
1: shaves, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So what what chair making tools did you actually uh, make? uh, I made a, I guess a handle for a, a wooden.
0: Body for uh, the Lee Valley Large Taper Greamer mm-hmm. um, kind of incorporates a little bit of the Tim Manny design with the brass tip, so yeah. you can reference kind of with the crosshairs of the laser angle jig that I bit made based on Greg Pennington's design uh, for this build as well. And it's got a nice flat side um, to reference a bevel gauge, kind of double checking my work because mm-hmm. I'm new at this. And uh, it can be, uh, I guess the reamer can be removed if you wanted to add another reamer at some point, whether it's a small reamer or one with a different angle, uh, right. it has set screws on the side that lock it in place.
4: And oh, it's okay. made
0: of sapili idea. and uh, gunmetal brass, so red brass. Oh, so cool. Yeah, yeah. and then after that, uh, I really like the look of the Claire Minahan travisher's
4: uh-huh.
0: so uh, i found that she had plans with popular woodworking yeah. so i bought those and set out to make one of those and she describes uh how to heat treat the blades everything from heat treat the blades all the way up so i built a little mini forge to make my heat treat my own blades and i ended up making three
1: uh, like you do yeah
0: yeah <laughs> well, I, I figured they're different was they're different yeah what it was yeah. i had to buy well you did the different sweeps
1: right like yeah exactly when,
0: yeah uh i had to buy the same amount of material regardless and i ended up right. having enough to make three so uh i saw alan williams i think had made some for silent mill uh, a set of three and mm-hmm. they're chair makers and they know more than i do so i was like okay i'll make sweeps with it's got three different radius uh, four and a half three four and a half and i think 12
4: mm-hmm. and
0: uh yeah I made those. Uh, I guess the steam box was uh, a tool that I made. Yeah. Bending wood is completely new to me as well. And um, I think those are all the tools that I made.
1: Wow. That's. That's amazing. Yeah. So not only have you never built a chair before, but then you had to make the chair making tools to build your first chair. So that is just, I mean, it's outstanding. I think yeah. you, I think when you first started, you reached out to me about the plans. Hey, what do you I know? Because you, you saw that I, I was, I was attempting really? my journey. Now yes. in, in my defense, a lot of my jigs be came about because I was working on that particular rocker. So that's how oh I yeah, absolutely. So distracted. Not saying it would have been a fast build if I never got in the jig making business, but anyway, that's what I'm putting out there as my defense.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, well, it's been fun to watch you make those for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, appreciate it. Um so um so you reached out to me about, hey, what do you know about this? And I said, well, you know, uh the fine woodworking Plans are okay, but here's some things to avoid in um, going through it. You know, there's some mistakes in the plans, and I've pointed those out to you. But then, you know, like an idiot, I go, you might want to build a, you know, a steak chair or something first, just to get a sense (laughs) of everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And in my head, I was like, Kyle, this, this baby is due in a few months. I got to get going on this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you ignored me, which was, you know, great. Yeah 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 obviously i don't know what i'm talking about and
2: um, <laughs> it was good advice i just uh I went yeah. a different route. you just don't know neil yeah i,
1: exactly. <laughs> didn't, I didn't at the time neil, yeah yeah hey so um but anyway so it's just fantastic now what was the most challenging part of the build uh
0: definitely steam bending That's, okay uh, i broke too many back posts during this build oh, boy. trying okay, to that was my out,
1: next question did you have any do-overs <laughs>
0: i did i i think i broke four okay and uh I, I know mark was kind enough to reach out after i'd broken i think it was my second one uh reached out and asked for a video of the broken just the broken uh bend just to see if it was grain run out and mm-hmm. after i showed him the pictures i added a, i added a a video to my story and uh, he agreed that it was pretty straight grained so i ended up what did i end up doing i everybody in the woodworking community was super helpful actually yeah. but uh all kinds of suggestions i ended up um doing a few different things have you guys ever added salt to your water that you've used for steaming
1: no i haven't i have heard about adding ammonia to it but i have not heard salt,
0: salt. what would salt do for steam it, it elevates the boiling point.
1: Yeah. So the steam yeah hotter. It yep. ends
0: up coming out hotter. Instead of being 212 ah. degrees, it's 216 degrees. And mm. I was doing this in the dead of winter in Calgary. So yeah. in my garage, which is where my shop is, which is unheated. So I feel like heat might have been a problem. So yes. I ended up wrapping my steam box with uh, moving blankets and mm-hmm. added the salt. And then you, Kyle, I saw you had success with the um shrink wrap tubing mm-hmm. so i went back and read the the gelbert post on that and i picked some up and i think i feel like it was the salt when i added the salt seemed to be i had all success after that
1: so hmm.
0: but i ended up using all of those tricks moving forward
1: yeah so how much salt did you add did you, how much salt did you add just curious i
0: ended up adding like probably a quarter cup okay. for a little Erlek steamer yeah whether or not that's the right amount, I don't know, but it worked.
1: It worked so for you. Yeah, you got the temperature me. up. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, right. and like I said, it's it's cold out there, so yeah. I had heaters going, but it's yeah,
1: it's still yeah. Calgary
2: in the winter, so I'm fighting
0: that. You think oh. you'll oh. need uh, to so yeah, do that steam in the summer
2: too? Tricky. Sorry.
1: Do you think you'll need to do that
2: in the summer as well? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll All see it.
1: moving forward. Well, more more heat's always good. Um, yeah.
0: yeah, I think yeah. I. I've, I found something that worked, so i yep. probably hesitant to move away from that. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I think I'm going to try it. I mean, you know, and mine's, I mean, my, when I run mine, it runs consistently 210. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which.
3: And
0: I did it, notice the temperature yeah. go up after
1: adding yeah. salt.
3: So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, Kyle, I mean, you, you get into elevation stuff too, right? Kyle, you're near sea level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being I'm, down there in yeah, the bay. I'm, I'm at sea yeah. level.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're basically,
3: you, you've got uh, water in your backyard. I'm, I'm How right? about.
1: You know, well, let's see the height of my steam box. Yeah, like about <laughs> yeah. Let's four we're feet talking above sea level. Single
3: yeah. four to six feet you know, above <laughs> sea level, right? And you know, like here, I'm I live at 600 feet above sea level. You know, yeah. Calgary. I don't know, probably similar or more. You know, yeah. it's uh area.
0: it's pretty high. It, the elevation's pretty high here. Yeah, Absolutely. so I mean, yeah, where nice. you boil
1: yeah. is different where I boil. You know, that, there's a lot going on there. Oh yeah. yeah, when I took a class at Anderson Ranch and um, we were doing some some bending. Well, Luckily the only thing we had to bend were some th- thin spindles and a crest rail. Uh the spindles weren't a problem but the crest rail was just because we were up in the Colorado mountains, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just, yeah. getting get enough heat in there. Yeah. Mm. So Science, uh, man this is crazy stuff. Yeah. So um so yeah, so what kind of wood uh, did you use to uh, to build the rocker?
0: Uh kiln dried walnut. Kiln dried walnut. Okay.
1: Yeah, you know. It's a little-
0: no, so I'm yeah, so of,
1: you're dealing with really the whole kiln dried thing, yeah. So that's yes, even absolutely. some more stuff.
0: Yeah. That adds a, a level of trickiness as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, now, how did you? Now, what finish did you use and uh, on on the rocker?
0: Uh, I used Osmo Poly X uh, okay. oil, the satin finish. I've I've used it on a bunch of product uh, mm-hmm. projects, and I really like the the look and the feel of it, and mm-hmm. it's been relatively durable. So sticking with that same thing kind of found a recipe that works for me so
1: yeah yeah that's good that's yeah i, I got that always stuff on enjoy a, working with that yeah yeah got, super easy to use as well yeah my Velda chair which is out of walnut and butternut that's what i have on it it's it's nice. boy it's probably six years old now so it's held up pretty well too so that's awesome yeah now you also of course um you just can't be normal um you had to put a little uh wire inlay to dedicate it to your uh, son there on the uh, bottom of the rocker
0: I did, yeah. It's, uh, it's a brass wire inlay. Just a now, little picture of a tree and then a little dedication to him.
1: Yeah, that, that is super nice. Now, have you done the wire inlay before?
0: Uh, Yeah, I've done it on a few other small projects. Like, this was definitely okay, the, sure. the, 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 the largest that I've done and probably the most complicated that I've done. But uh, I saw it, I don't know what I saw it in, it was used on uh, antique, the wooden stocks of antique Uh, long rifles and Mm -hmm. muzzle loaders and that's where Mm -hmm. i saw it and i thought it'd be a really cool addition to my woodworking if i could just add add a little touch of that here and there so i i did initially i did one on the the pull of a a gift box or sorry a a keepsake box that i made Mm -hmm. uh, just to dress it up a little bit and i did my signature on the back of a few projects as well just to again add some character to it but uh it's been really, really re- well received, and a lot of people have been really interested in it, learning more about it. And uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I saw I awesome. Yeah, I saw some of the uh, tools you had to do that look like you had cut up or some uh, big Exacto blade knives and stuff like that's that. That's exactly
0: to, that's that's the majority of them is just to, to punch, uh, little yeah. Exacto blades that you just stab into the wood.
1: Now, once you get the wire in there, um, do you just sand it off or sand off?
0: Uh, Uh Yeah, you end up adding, uh, I have a little concoction, but it's basically water with a touch of hide hide glue. And Mm -hmm. uh, that just swells the wood. That kind of locks it in place. It's surprisingly uh, durable. Uh, Some guys like to to file it flush, but I've just glued some uh, sandpaper to a block of wood and nice, gentle sand it off. But, yeah, then just sand it flush, basically. And Mm. it's held up all the projects I've had. Nothing's, nothing's fallen out. End up putting it in probably, I'm trying to think of how close to a sixteenth of an inch. It's probably sixteenth of an inch tall. Deep. Yeah. yeah. Deep. Exactly. Yep. So it's, it's in there. And then once you add applies and finish it, it doesn't go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's super cool. Now, um, now do you plan to make another rocker or any other chairs? I, I do. I mean, I,
0: I really enjoyed Making the Galbert rocker, and I have all the bending forms and
1: everything. Yeah, in place. yeah, those <laughs> take up a lot transition. of space, don't they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> they do, they really do. So, I, I'll definitely end up using those. I'm really interested in building a continuous arm rocker as well. Uh-huh. Um, I really like the look of that. So, down the road, that'll be one I, I make as well. Um, and yeah, maybe some bar stools for a house and dining room chairs down the road, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, that was the reason I made all the tools because I'm like, okay, hey, I'm gonna be making more chairs. Mm-hmm. Let's make some nice, some nice tools to help me along the way, set myself up basically.
2: You'll be amazed at how small the continuous arm rocker looks compared to the Galbert rocker. That thing is enormous. It uh, is it. Yes, yeah. it is a bit. It's wide. I mean, I have a continuous arm rocker, and my son thought it was a kid's rocker. Like, compared oh, to really? the other, yeah. I mean, they're just Damn. it's very low. They're very low. And, um, they just, they have a, a nice compact footprint, but they're perfectly comfortable. I mean, they're mm-hmm. normal width, uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll look really small <laughs> compared to the Galbert rocker. Once you go yeah, side that, by side. That is <laughs> a
1: good point. I think a lot of the more contemporary, uh, Windsor, whether they're rockers or chairs are a lot bigger than the yeah. uh, traditional ones. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sack backs yeah. are usually quite compact and yeah. the fan back is a nice small chair too.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, so tell us a little bit about some of, before you got on the rockers and chairs, tell us a little bit about some of the other projects you've done. You've done some, looks like some hollow form vessels and cabinets and stuff like that. Yeah, the,
0: the hollow forms was uh, kind of a selfish endeavor. I, I got in my head that I wanted to make one, but it also was kind of um, <sighs> practicing my lathe skills, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. so once i made one i was like oh that was a lot of fun to make and i guess i'll make a bunch of these and give them out as gifts at christmas so mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun to make and uh like i said i honed my skills on the lathe in the process
1: but oh yeah yeah, yeah and th- then you put a lot of like little sculptural elements into the vessels once you did it some little uh, nice little details
0: yeah, a little carving makes it a little yeah. more a little unique, so everybody's not getting the same gift, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and of course we must point out that you uh, you made your own lathe tools.
0: I did, yes, <laughs> I did. Just <laughs> carbide tip, but uh, they it would have been nice to get into traditional lathe tools, but this was an easy yep. way to to step into it, and I could get them at a decent price, and that's a lot of the reason I make my tools is I cost it's nice to uh save mm-hmm. some money when you can heck yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: no kidding and uh and so you've done some kumiko um
0: yeah it, my my can tool cabinets are have some yeah. kumiko on them um and you mentioned my cabinets as well i've spent oof, it's been a while we Talk about long projects i've been working on my hand tool cabinets for like a couple of years now but uh yeah I'm happy those... with how they're turning out i'm almost done i've got one more compartment that i want to i need to complete that's pretty much one of my next projects is completing this last compartment and yeah. uh, i can call them done for a while
1: yeah your hand tool cabinet is exquisite it's it's very nice and you again have the wire inlay on you know your saw retainers and all kinds of things even your now how are you doing the wire the uh i guess it's not an inlay but it's all like your little uh wooden pegs it looks like it has a brass um ring around it ring around the the top of it yeah
0: yeah that was a that's a lee valley um i think they're called like inlay knobs or something like that oh okay yeah that wasn't one i made that was i bought that and then you add the whatever wood you want to
1: oh okay a
0: little circle inlay yeah
1: oh okay okay yeah
0: that's i bought that knob and then i put the little embellishment of the uh wire inlay on one of the paddles i guess you call them that that holds yeah. the saws in place one of my dovetail saws yeah
1: well you know just, just as a hint i would i wouldn't say you bought it i'd just say here's how i made that uh, <laughs> 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 because you fooled me oh but that is, <laughs> yeah. that is yeah yeah but your tool cabinet is absolutely exquisite and uh, i can't wait to see see it when it's done and then you've also done the uh shoshi band if i'm even saying that right finish on some <laughs> of the shoe on yeah, See, oh, there you yeah go. That, I fade around it. a little bit
0: with that, just uh, on a couple of my turnings, um, yeah. bowls, basically, just blast them, with, uh, blast them with the torch, and don't blast them too much, and yeah. uh, then gently apply the finish, but it's a cool look, for sure.
1: Yeah, it is cool, I've wanted to try that, I never have gotten around to it, and uh, then uh, then I guess you, you built the uh, proverbial uh, river table,
0: I did. I did i was a i don't do a lot of commissions yeah I Do a lot of i basically just uh, build furniture for my home yeah. and uh, that was a commission someone came to me and asked if i could do it and i hadn't done one so uh-huh. i did it and uh i'm glad i did it but uh he asked me if i'd make another and i respectfully <laughs> declined <laughs> so, you know, oh, yeah, good good was, for you it was a table good. the second one was going to be a table and and, uh, it was cutting up a, a big piece of Clara walnut that he wanted me to cut up and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't bring myself to doing it. Like I said, I'm glad I did one, but yeah, moving on to other things.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. cool. Well, cool. Well, well, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your shop and, uh, do you have, are you using any power tools in your shop?
0: Yeah, that's a big misconception. I am yeah. a hybrid woodworker.
1: I, yeah, that's what I figured. Do you yeah, at least have I, a lathe and a bandsaw.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no I I've I've set myself up with a uh, a lot of vintage machines. So I've mm-hmm. I've rebuilt um my my table saw is a, a Canadian made General 350 and I've got a big four standing drill press that's a General as well. Uh um, Yeah, I'd I be recently... disappointed
1: if all your tools weren't General. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, they almost all are. My band saw is a Delta Rockwell that I that I rebuilt and upgraded the motor to a 2 horsepower and Added oh. the riser block, so it's it's all the bands all I'll ever need for my uses. And uh, I just recently, past couple weeks, bought a my first jointer. I bought a a General Canadian made again, uh, 480 and 8 inch jointer. So eight that's going to be okay. yeah, that's okay. going to be a nice uh, upgrade to the shop as far as because I've been up until this point I've been jointing everything by by hand with with hand planes, which is enjoyable to a certain degree, but sometimes you just want to mill some lumber and move yeah, on to the absolutely. fun part. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, just getting it done. So yeah, I have a nice little shop set up, and then I have my workbench and my all my hand tools that I get the most pleasure out of mm-hmm. using. Well, so
1: yeah. how big's your shop?
0: Uh, well, it's a two-car garage that we use okay. as a two-car garage. So all of my all of my tools except for my workbench are on casters. Uh-huh. So everything it's the garage is 24 by 24, so that gives me enough room. In, in front of my fiance's Jeep for my lathe and my wood storage and my drill press, and mm-hmm. then down one whole side is all of my my workbench and all of my machines. So mm. when it's time to make make something, I can pull everything out. I can get set up in a couple minutes. Yeah. And, uh, so it's not a big deal. But yeah, most of the time it's a two-car garage with two vehicles in it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, well, cool. So uh, you got to limit your fiance on the length of vehicle she can own. Just got a
0: short little jeep right now. Jeep yeah, that's, or has to say, too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not much room for anything else.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like you need to uh, at least uh, paint your bandsaw green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. That was uh, she actually surprised me with that. I I went to buy this bandsaw on Kijiji. Uh, I guess that's Canadian Craigslist. Um, mm-hmm. A few years ago, and uh, I went to buy it and I was like, "Ah, should I buy this band song? She's like, yeah, go for it. Well, she bought it out from underneath me, uh, (laughs) and giving it to me at Christmas like a month and a half later. (laughs) I was like, oh, he already sold it. Oh, that's too bad. It was a good deal and it would have been a nice band song. It was really good price. And then Christmas morning, she's like, there's one more present. And uh, we went over to my neighbor's house, who were storing it in their garage, and pulled it out. So, oh, yeah, so
3: cool. Yeah. So it's got She's sentimental a value. Keeper. So I don't think I'll be yeah.
0: making that one green anytime soon. So no,
3: <laughs> that's pretty cool.
1: That, that is, is cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Well, well, so what's uh, after you get done with the um, the uh, child railings uh, for your house? What's uh, what's the next project for you?
0: Uh, I've been geeking out on mid-century modern furniture, so. Uh-huh. Uh, we need a new coffee table, so i okay. have been looking at some Hans Wagner uh, coffee tables, and uh, I'm gonna end up doing mm. one. I've got I've got the material for it. It's gonna be walnut with uh, I'm gonna incorporate some Danish cord into like a shelf underneath. Mm-hmm. I'm experiment with that a little bit, which I'm looking forward to. And yeah, then it's cool. just gonna be yeah, building furniture for our house. We uh, maybe a new bed frame, nightstands. Um, finishing my tool cabinets is on there, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just keeping this a hobby.
1: Well, cool. Yeah, that Danish cord that looks interesting. That's something I want to give a try. I and I shouldn't even tell you this, but yeah, one of my goals is to one day make kind of a of my own design a uh, more of a contemporary Windsor with a uh, somehow incorporate Danish cord into the uh, back. And I can see that. I can see yeah. that
0: for you. I it's funny. I'm I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna let you do it but I did have that thought <laughs>
1: no, I think I think somebody's um, beat me to it already and I know yeah I know Curtis Buchanan has one that has a woven back so oh, it's cool. it, it's been done but yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I have a ladder back with a little bit of Danish cord in the back of it yeah oh that's awesome yeah but it was a it was a reproduction from oh gosh 40 years ago
0: wow so. it's a nice natural material like wood made of paper so kind yeah of goes hand in hand I think
1: cool well, cool well um that sounds fantastic well thanks so much neil for uh giving us a rundown of what you're doing man i can't believe that you've only been woodworking for four years that is that's just, amazing
2: <laughs> it really is
1: it really that's, is. i appreciate that yeah i'm gonna
2: wager that the stuff he's gonna build soon is probably gonna turn out okay
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, thinking I'm so. but, you know and, I, and he probably doesn't need to you know start on you know you know, making a baby coffee table or something. You just need to. <laughs> yeah.
2: You want to make a lazy Susan first, you know, cut your teeth on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez>.
4: Start
2: slow.
1: <laughs> well, let's move on to our fortnightly beer choices. So, um, first off, I guess I'll start us off here. I'm back on the ciders. Well, I've never left the ciders. But, uh, again, it's Austin East Cider. But this time, I'm trying their Texas honey cider. And, uh, I guess, uh, you know, Sean kind of inspired me as I was going down the s- shelf and go, well, let me try the honey one. So I did. And go. I think it's my favorite so far out of all the, uh, Austin East ciders I've tried. So I recommend that one highly. So nice. it's, uh, again, the, uh, I guess a brewer cider, whatever you call them is Austin East Ciders. It's a Texas cider. And uh it's called Texas Honey Cider and it's real smooth, easy going, and uh trying to see what the A B V is on it. It's five percent. So it's fairly light. So Yeah, it's
3: cool. not bad. A nice
1: yeah. uh, you
3: know nice warm weather you know yes. something for you down there. i so, s so I'm guessing ciders are shandies a thing down there? Do do the nah, local drive? Know yeah.
2: You know what that is? They should not yeah. exist. They should be banned.
3: It's it's lemonade and
1: beer, (laughs) essentially. We we have alcoholic Texas tea and stuff like that. Yeah, that's – there you go. Yeah, they probably have something like that, I would imagine.
2: (laughs) I was surprised to see – I went to Munich, and um, in the big central park there, you can – like, you have two choices for beer. You have lager, and you have lager mixed with Sprite. Those are like the two What? Yeah, at the at the uh-huh. big it's not it's I don't remember the name of the the beer house but uh it's a big outdoor beer garden. Mm-hmm. And uh that's all they had was you know just two beers, well, one beer and one beer mixed with Sprite. That was the choice. I will mean, try anything. That's the first time progress. I'd he- ever heard of that. Yeah, that's
3: new so to me, it, but it's, it's a the Sprite idea. shandy, I guess. From or, what I understand, a shandy is just that. It's a brewed ale and a a sweetened uh you know, like a fruit drink, you mm-hmm. know, and it can be anything, but not just lemonade, but, but yeah, it's, it's such a weird concept, but I mean, it works. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's refreshing. They're too sweet for me because I think it's often like way too much sugar, but that's, that's
1: me. Yeah. Well, speaking of you, what are you drinking?
3: <laughs> so uh, I uh, going through my beer store tonight, I saw a new dogfish head offering that I hadn't seen before. So I had to pick it up and yes, it's fruity, which I tend to, to, I mean, I'll try anything, like I just said, but um, this is the mango smoothie <laughs> dogfish wow. head, which is, it is sour a, again, or it's not terribly sour. No, okay. it's it's um well okay. So I got to read the bottle. Hold on, it <laughs> is because they they're very descriptive. If I can find it, oh, it was probably descriptive on the box. Now I don't see it on the bottle, but it's it's mango and other citruses, but it, and it's n- no bitterness of like a an ale. But it's definitely a, uh, it's not just a fruit beer, what do they call it? I mean, it's, it's 6.5%. I mean, I mean, it's, it's up there. It it was a little warm when I had it, which made it a little more cloying as far as the sweetness goes, but, um, pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I have no idea. Their dogfish head's kind of weird. Sometimes their stuff is really wide and sometimes it's really limited. I might've just come on the right day at my local place, but, but, uh, pretty good I like the mango smoothie they're
1: hmm. they're weird <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll have
2: to give it a try sounds interesting yeah, right yeah. so
1: mark what do you got worth a
2: shot um i have a a small glass of plantation xo rum that i'm sipping on nice it's all right it's a it's a like a 20 year old rum that my neighbor turned me on to and uh Man, there are times when that's that's the only thing that I crave <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> alcoholic beverages. Does uh, rum a age,
3: age like that?
2: Like I know, th- well the, yeah because they put it in barrels they age it in oak so it you know it pulls flavor out of the oak just like a bourbon so it's it's um it's tasty it's a tasty rum. That's awesome. Yeah, Neil, mm. are you enjoying uh, an adult beverage tonight?
0: I am. I made a Moscow Mule. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. So vodka, uh, spicy ginger beer, some lime
3: spice? in a cup. Of cup? Spicy, spicy ginger
0: beer. Yeah, spicy ginger beer, ginger
2: beer.
3: Yeah, it's, it's like put a little more sweet
2: kick sweet to, sweet to it than yeah okay yeah.
3: I will say the one and only time I've had a Moscow mule, I had 3 or 4 of them and uh, <laughs> I uh, you know, might have thrown up a little bit that night. <laughs> oh, are speaking uh, Russian by the end had of a good night? time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was it was uh, I think it was a New Year's Eve or some other reason to be drinking that much, but uh but yeah. Uh spicy like you mean not like pepper spicy, but like ginger, no, a strong like a ginger. Just strong ginger. Okay. Yeah, the ginger spice. Okay. Interesting.
2: Yeah. yeah, I got a bit of a yeah. bite too. What, yeah, uh, what brand gotta, of ginger beer do they sell up there? What's the what's the popular there's
0: a there's a local brewery uh, in Canmore which is a mountain town just uh just west of us and the
2: brand what are they called is it a micro, it a micro brew uh ginger Bear? yes they make wow. yeah
0: they make it's a brewery as well but then they also make soft drinks
2: okay they make their own
0: soft drinks and oh same that market. is so cool yeah that sounds yeah, tasty. that is cool i'm gonna have to look up the name so I can give them a shout out but uh Absolutely. yeah that's where it's from cool
1: very oh, cool fantastic well neil uh if folks want to follow you on the interwebs where may they do so uh, on instagram at browns woodcraft all righty yeah. mark so, what about uh, I, got, I
3: got applause right there so what guy a guy who's only been woodworking for four years instagram's a great tool but you mm-hmm. found a catchy i mean it's your last name's a, a nice good tight last name but browns woodcraft is like the the perfect and you could start a business on that like <laughs> i know what you're but like <laughs> yeah. there is
0: you're a, another guy uh david he his name is his is uh brown woodcraft his last oh. name is david brown and <laughs> he's been he's been building beautiful furniture for much longer than i have and uh so he he reached out to me uh after i got it and said hey nice to meet you I figure we're so close you might as well might as well be friends
2: so, <laughs> yeah there you go there you, you go, go. Was <laughs> that's a good way that's a good greeting you know that is yeah. a good greeting good and welcome that's, that's on Instagram.
3: very very nice uh again a, g- a good name
2: mine's a not that nice anyway mark how about you <laughs> uh (laughs) plate 11.com at mark builds it on instagram or plate 11 woodworking on
1: youtube kyle uh you can always find me at barton.kyle on instagram and i got a youtube channel that occasionally gets videos posted to it (laughs) on occasion (laughs) sean what about you well i don't have a youtube channel but you can find me as seanw78 most everywhere fantastic and uh so mark do we have a review for this To share with the folks? We do. We do. I dug up
2: an old one, but before I read it, let me say that uh, this show is meant to be a conversation amongst woodworkers. So uh, we want to hear your side of the conversation. Go to iTunes, leave a review, and maybe we'll read it on the show. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one is from a little while ago. It's from Keith Decent, and he gave us five stars. He says, It's a great podcast, except for one thing. I love this podcast. It's it's great to hear Diami and Sean. So that's uh, when. That's how was old on.
3: this was. Yeah, right? every
2: week as they discuss woodworking and related business with some of the best makers out there. My one issue is with episode 85. Somehow the audio cuts out and is replaced by an ancient chant in a forgotten language. If you listen to it for too long, you will be shown the layers beyond this reality, and the truth of the universe will burn your brain to a cinder, leaving you completely mad. I managed to cover my ears, but by that time, the demons had already begun pouring in from the dimensions beyond, and they really made a mess of things. Fortunately, a later episode explored options for cleaning your shop, so that helped. And now my cat speaks perfect Sumerian. (laughs) So, So, you know, even weird reviews get a read on on our show here. Yes, yes. I think that's that's when
1: they were doing the uh, fortnightly uh, drug (laughs) <laughs> fortnightly no, peyote no. uh
2: reviews. yeah <laughs> no so <laughs> i have a feeling that might be the episode that keith was on but i'm not sure because i it, we it, did interview him at one time right we
3: have yeah. we have keith is a fantastic guy uh up in new in the new york area uh and uh he has a quirky sense of humor and it's fantastic oh that, um, that's a fantastic review yeah we have we have since fixed most of our audio issue you know uh, issues from some two episodes ago. Yeah, there's no more chanting.
2: We took the <laughs> chanting. We took the chanting segment out. So yeah, that was one of the yeah. things that I insisted on when I came on. <laughs> really wasn't. No well more achieved. chanting. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Um, I don't really, I don't really care how you rate the podcast. I just want to read some fun reviews. So exactly. reviews
3: help get it out to more people, though, too. So just, well, just yeah. saying anything, right? Oh, I mean, also, I you it.
2: could, you could recommend it to a friend. That that helps too. That yeah. helps. Yeah.
1: And we'd love some. We are making some format changes, so we'd love to hear some feedback on those. Mm-hmm. See how you yeah, like those. Definitely.
3: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.